Hi, you are listening to Intuition, Your First Sense, and this is episode 20. This episode is going to reveal my love of acronyms. So I wrote a book, and it has acronyms in it, and I love, I think it comes from the world of uh, medical billing that I was in for so long where everything is an acronym. So this episode is going to be about poop. So I'm going to give you a second to try to fig- see if you can figure out what poop means. <laughs> VickiBear.com, it's time to be your best. It's time to reconnect with your first sense. Trust in your gut, it's the real thing. Let's see what your future brings. Time to let the fun commence. Intuition, your first sense. So poop, everybody does it. It's a great book. It's a kid's book. Um, And except that this isn't necessarily what I'm going to be talking about. So I hope you all just took a little breath of relief there that I'm not going to talk about fiber content and water and all that kind of stuff. But rather, have you ever found yourself in the need to process out of pity? So this came about because I was, like a lot of things come about actually, is uh, when I was in session with someone and I'm helping them to hear themselves, understand where they may be getting in their own way because we're cute as humans. We do that a lot. And sometimes I will admit one of my strengths is cut into the chase and not allowing the story to get too long. And I remembered saying to this client of mine that, okay, I hear what you're going through and I understand that that could be challenging. And um, we've already looked probably at 20 different ways of navigating this and um, finding a different lens to look at it through. But I really think you just need to process out of the pity or process out of pity. And then what typically happens is my brain then catches up with my mouth and it creates an acronym. And I said to her, which is really just poop. And we both started laughing so hard because humor is the key to healing, I think. And thankfully, she gets my humor. She probably wouldn't have stayed with me this long. And it helped her to really realize that I'm not picking on you and I'm not pointing out that you're doing anything wrong. Quite the opposite. I think you're doing everything, striving to be in a place of feeling better and and looking at your life from a place of love and inclusion and all of that. But your brain is stuck in the story, man, and it's stuck in the pity party. And by being able to deliver it with the humor, and I think probably because I cracked myself up with it, um, it opened the door for us to then go into a deeper level of acceptance that she could go to acceptance within herself because this is not the blame game. I don't believe in the blame game. I believe in looking at things and understanding 
how they may be affecting and, and even how they got in. That's fantastic because that's freeing too. So I wonder if you have found yourself in a pity party. Have you – and listen – this has come at a perfect time because I said that two weeks ago to her and I wrote it down and asked permission to do a blog or a podcast about it because people in my life should just sign a deferral because – or some kind of uh, disclaimer because <laughs> it's in all likelihood going to end up somewhere because how do we learn? We learn through story. We learn through experiences. We learn through someone else helping us hopefully by um, maybe doing it so we don't do it. But also in the uh, empathizing category, we are, we learned very well from that. So then, fast forward two weeks, and I was running my fifty k, and I did a Superman, and I face planted, and I separated my shoulder, and I, after about two days, I slid into a pretty good poop party. I was in a pity place. Luckily, I recognized the frequency of the energy and decided, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I am not going to sit in poop. I am going to move this energy along and I'm going to decide how I want to navigate this recent uh, shift in my life. And it's natural to feel disappointed, to feel frustrated, um, to be angry, to be mad. Also natural. But if you're throwing a pity party, you are in sympathetic sorrow. So words, emotions, energy have all these different frequencies, as I've mentioned before. And if you think of how you feel when you're in in pity and when you're in telling your story and it's not an excited story but it's rather a you want other people to feel bad for you story, what energy does that feel like? It feels awful and it, it feels like something's in the pit of your stomach and you just – you maybe want to move out a bit out of it, but there's still a little bit of pull to it. So the sympathetic process is one where you feel bad for, you stay in the story. It's low vibrational. Empathic is where you have compassion. You can understand that someone would feel frustrated after training for a year to run 31 miles <laughs> and getting four miles in and face planting. You can em empathize because maybe you studied for an exam and didn't pass it the first time, but you got it the second time. Uh, you can empathize because you know what it feels like to feel disappointed. Sympathizing which I am very happy to say I have not heard a lot of sympathetic responses from people. And I have to believe it's because I've put enough message out there like, don't go there with me. <laughs> don't slime me with your energy. <laughs> There's enough going on. I don't want to process your stuff. But I really haven't. And I'm so proud of you people uh, because that means that you're vibrationally in a space where you are empathizing as well. So sympathetic sorrow is where you're like, that poor person, they experienced this. Or that um, poor demographic is all, you know, held down because of this. And you're telling a story from decades ago. 
So pitying is where you feel sorry for others. And the I don't know why we want to throw a party except that that whole expression of misery loves company, and it does. There are some people who love to tell their story. And you know what um, I realized yesterday? I was uh, grocery shopping, and those carts are not made for one arm steering, I got to tell you. They're not made for two arm steering, but they're definitely not made for one arm steering. But if you're wearing a sling in public, everybody thinks they can talk to you, which is fine. I like company. Um, and But you would not believe the number of people who have hurt their shoulder. And that can be the law of attraction. Maybe I'm pulling it into my circle. And but there were there were some pity parties going on um, where they were telling me their story, and I said to one woman, it was kind of trapped in the checkout line, but I said to one woman, "Well, I can empathize, and it looks like you're doing great now," and er, stop the conversation because the more we talk about what's not working in our life, the more you're going to get, and that's what happens when you're in. The poop party. When you're in that space of lamenting about how awful something is, it can't shift to a new space. It can't raise in frequency to the place of um, of healing or to appreciation of the process. I believe that there's a message and there's a lesson in everything. I don't believe we're being tested. I don't think that's true of the universe. But I think we can take something from every experience uh, if we want to, if we want to. I mean, I let a lot of things just fly by because your brain will get tired if you're looking at everything. But this was definitely something that if it brought me to the place of pity, I needed to look at because I needed to shift something within that so that I wasn't in sympathy for myself <laughs> because then that's just going to create another level of experience that would have to come along in order for me to learn. And I think of these as cosmic two-by-fours. I think they're messages that say, are you listening, Vic? Are you paying attention? Did you pile a little bit too much on those shoulders in a short period of time? And there's no way you can possibly carry this up the hill. So here's a rock. <laughs> um, let me give you a couple days on the couch with an ice pack. So it, what I would love to help people, and I spend a lot of time in helping people in the coaching aspect of stuff, is where is the emotion in this? Is it, are you feeling sorry for yourself when there's maybe unexpressed grief in there? Maybe there is something valid that needs to be expressed that is very sad, that is hurting you, but you don't know it. And you don't know how to bring it to the surface in order to express it. So, you know, have you ever had one of those uh, weeks where things just pile up and you feel like you need a good cry, but you just don't have time or you can't let it out or you're afraid to let yourself go there because you might not, you think you might not come out of it. And then you stub your toe <laughs> and every word that your mother didn't want you to say comes out of your mouth <laughs> And every level of frustration comes out. And that's because all that stuff that's underneath is forcing these emotions out because better out than in. So when we are in a place of sympathy, I think we are underestimating 
the other person. So one of the expressions I hear often is my heart breaks for them. And I'm like, oi, <laughs> you know, let's pay attention to this because words are powerful and your body listens and your organs listen and let's not go creating a heart issue because your heart breaks for other people. I empathize. I can understand what sadness feels like. Great. You'll be able to be there for the person. But when you say things like, my heart breaks for them, that poor person, um, uh, why do good things, no, why do bad things happen to good people? Um, why do good things happen to bad people? Well, that's applicable, but another episode. Why do um, these things happen? I think we're underestimating the other person's ability to navigate their own path. And I, for one, am not going to come from a place of feeling sorry for you. I will meet you in your brilliance, in your intelligence. I will absolutely meet you in your confusion and you're not knowing how to navigate it. That's brilliant because how brave is it to ask for help? But if you're pitying another person or you're feeling um, like you have to feel bad because someone else is suffering, I feel like we're doing them a disservice and we're not honoring their soul's path and their knowledge and their knowing. This doesn't mean that you step aside and you turn a, a, a deaf ear or blind eye to suffering. Not at all. What that means is you say to yourself, I am not that person, so I can't, under, I can't completely know their thing and I choose not to feel sorry for them. Let me ask them how I could help. Let me ask them if there's anything that would help them rather than assuming you know what to do either because you know what that assuming thing, another acronym, you know what it means. So this processing out of pity is a powerful place. How's that for alliteration? The power comes from being able to say, I admit I don't know what to do here. And that really is what scares me. So I'm going to go to the aligning myself with your sadness place. I feel like if we would just say to people, I'm not really sure what to say, one of the best things you can say in a receiving line at, um, at a funeral or a service is there are no words. It's one of the kindest things you can say to someone because to say – I'm sorry for your loss is the emphasis that I think this person is not whole without the other person. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about this stuff, so I'm just, I'll, I'll give you some shortcuts here. But I've also seen the response in people, and I've been on that end where people said, I'm so sorry for your loss when Howard passed. And I would say, trying to bring some humor into it. I didn't lose him. He's not at the mall. I know where he is. He crossed. He croaked. He kicked the bucket. He checked out. Um, he completed his contract. And I feel like it's because we don't know what to say that we fall back on those one-liners. So learn a few more statements. Be honest. I don't know what to say. One of my good friends, um, when I went through the receiving line, her husband passed shortly before Mine did. And when I went through the line, I said, well, this bleeping sucks. 
in her ear when I was hugging her. And um, it because it's true. You know, obviously, that depends on your level of familiarity with the person. But be honest about this stuff. Say to someone, I, I can see you're hurting, and I don't know what to do. Can I help? But if you join, if you think that you have to be there in pity, and that's how you're going to connect with someone, you're also undermining the relationship and the level of what it could be. So when you're doing it for yourself, there's a lot of shame that happens in the pity place. And usually shame will lead to the pity. So when you're feeling like you're a bad person, because shame is all about I'm a bad person, you can uh, feel guilt and that's about something you may have done or not done or said or not said. But when you feel shame, it's a personal thing. It's like I feel like I am I am a very bad person. And then you may not know how to deal with that and it slides into pity. Like I feel bad for myself because of this. And that can get you stuck in the uh, recycling symbol of depression and not being able to move forward and bad relationships and, oh, geez, it just sends it on a whole line. So if you're experiencing the poop place, you may want to look, come on, that's just funny. It just raises the vibration of pity anyway. If you're in the poop place, how do you process out of that? So when we come back, I'm going to tell you exactly how to do that. In some frame, you might have to work it into your own process. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because of Anchor. Anchor is an app that literally makes this podcasting experience so easy. It's free, and there is a creation tool right inside the app, and it'll send it out to all the platforms for you. It has made this process seamless and something that actually helped me to really be excited about getting all the shows out to you because it didn't take a whole new degree in technology. So feel free to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your own podcast and let me know what it is so I can listen to it. You're listening to Intuition, Your First Sense, the podcast by Vicki Baird, intuitive coach, consultant, and speaker. Did you know that you can schedule a private intuitive session with Vicki? Book your own phone or video session online at vickibaird.com booking. And if you're ready to create transformation in your life as you develop your own intuition, choose a coaching package. With three, six, or 12-month options, you can benefit from Vicki's wise guidance over time as you discover your path. Plus, with a coaching package, you'll get improved pricing and priority advanced scheduling. Book today at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thanks for listening. So welcome back. <laughs> I'm going to say it. I hope you took a poop break. <laughs> so... <laughs> my podcast. I can be irreverent if I want to. So how do you move from that place of pitying others, self-pity, um, raising your vibration? First and foremost, just acknowledge it. Like, Be honest with yourself. Do a little bit of mirror work. 
if you can meet your eyes in the mirror for 10 seconds and say, yep, I'm feeling pity for myself, my situation, for these other people, that that honest exchange will immediately shift the brain out of a fight or flight, got to feel this, to a more planning place. There's a lot of peas in this podcast. So another way, the next step then would be to acknowledge that I don't want to be here. There may have been a less evolved part of me that did want to be here. Um, there, there may have been an experience with me within me that felt like I felt like part of a group if I was in the complaining department. And people do connect over their sorrows, and I think that there's there can be a great healing if the intention is to understand the process, move through the emotions, and decide what the learning is from it, and then how to apply that. So when it comes to other people, just hear yourself if you're in that space of, I, if you say the words, I feel sorry for them, or my heart breaks for them, or those poor people, anything that sounds like it's being a little bit, well, derogatory, really, because you're in some way communicating that they're not going to thrive from this. A lot of the times our challenges is where are where we have the greatest growth. And if we're awake and paying attention, you look at when you face plant in the middle of New Hampshire and say, what is this about and what can I learn from it and where can I apply that in my life? So hear yourself, be present to what's going on and conscious enough to be interested in knowing why is this happening and how can I, I shift it and end up being in my most effective application of myself as a person. If it's for other people, go to compassion. You can empathize, then have compassion and then see them as a soul who is here learning as well. And I've said this before, we are not going to learn sitting on a couch eating bonbons. We just don't. The contrast is fabulous. And it doesn't have to always be painful. You can have a slight contrast and have an amazing awareness about your experience. So the if you look at another person as seeing them in their expansive self as being on their soul, in their soul path, and think about, wow, I wonder what they were brave enough to be, to wanting to learn as part of this experience. Um, to be clear, I don't think the lessons are assigned. I don't think that there's a committee saying, Vicki, you need to trip in order to learn this. <laughs> I think there was Vicki's energy <laughs> that might have been a little out of alignment, although we were cruising and doing a good job, that um, brought about the message and the lesson, if I want to pay attention to it. I could ignore it, but it's still not my personality. Um, so if you see that someone's going through this experience, then you can maybe be even a little impressed at their soul level experience. Like 
to be uh, a little bit in the news thing here, which I try to avoid when I'm going to go there, all of these concentration camp-like things that we're seeing now with the kids and everything, yeah, we need to be involved. We need to do whatever we can on a local level to escalate it on a national level to help these people because their souls going through this experience. I would I have also been saying, you amazing people, you souls are teaching us, and kids are often our greatest teachers, that this exists in the world and we can no longer hide our heads and we can no longer be in um, ignorance of this process because we're being forced and encouraged out of our own comfort zones to pay attention to it. So the next step then would be not to stop there and say, oh, aren't they amazing and I don't have to do anything because this is their soul path and they'll figure it out. No, 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 no. You're still a human. (laughs) So then the next level of it to escalate yourself processing out of pity would be to then say, how do I get involved? How do I research this so that I can add my voice to whatever's going on and what skill set do I have that I can contribute to this to bring about awareness? And maybe some of it, it, my part is mentioning it here and not being afraid of the repercussions and being able to say, we need to wake up and stop being so self-centered because if you're self-centered, your pity parties will last lifetimes. They just will because you'll get so caught up in your own soap opera that you can't find a new writer. <laughs> and it's the same person because let's face it, those soap operas are the same story every episode. So find something you can do to act, to take a step to help. You know, if it's someone who has a new diagnosis, are they doing a meal thing? Can you contribute? Um, is it someone who you know, had a flat tire. Can you pull over and see if they're okay rather than assuming they have AAA or something? Rather than process your own experience because someone is going through it, ask what you can do to contribute. And when you do that, you'll be helping yourself because the human self likes action, but you'll also be elevating the energy that's in the universe because we can be pretty passive as humans. As long as it's not happening directly to us, we tend to only take what works for us and let the rest go by. So it takes courage, bravery, vulnerability, chutzpah, (laughs) um, energy, and a commitment to yourself to recognize when you're in the lower frequency energies of uh, feeling sorry for yourself, pity, um, just can't do that. If you're listing why you can't do things, you're planning a pity party. And geez, at least don't plan it. If you find yourself in it, navigate out, but let's not put it on the calendar and plan for it. And, And this is part of rewiring the brain mechanism that may have been installed way before you were even aware, and there'll be an episode on that too, of what happens that puts us in these patterns of pitying our own self? What happens that that 
makes it seem like we have to talk about ad nauseum what hasn't worked rather than what has worked. There is some some science to the the neuro um, wiring that happens there, and I'm all about learning how to shift that through therapy, through tapping, through belief repatterning, um, through um, NLP, any method that helps you to level up and to decide that I really would like a peaceful brain. <laughs> I really would like to have my heart be in alignment. You're still going to be learning. There's still going to be expansion. There's still going to be something that comes up that asks you to ask another level of yourself. You don't have to worry about that. That's part of the soul's experience. That's already covered. Don't worry about running out of things to do as a human. There will always be stuff to learn. So follow yourself around this week, this month, this year, this lifetime. And when you're you recognize a natural inclination to go to a sorrow, feel sorry for place or a sympathetic, pitying place. Just acknowledge it. Look at it and say, oh, wait, is this disappointment? I can feel disappointment. That's fine. That's even great because that gives me a new bar <laughs> to shoot for, a new level within myself. But where am I deciding or am I deciding that I would like to stay in this party atmosphere that seems a little dull? I like my parties to be happy, but it seems a little um, lower. And what bravery am I going to call on to move forward? I'm going to suggest that you call in the bravery of your soul that does each lifetime over and over again. It doesn't get scared to come back in. It says, yeah, give me more of that human thing. That seemed like fun last time. And then we jump in. So follow yourself around. The only way to shift this stuff is to become aware of it in the beginning and not judge it. Look at it, shift it, move forward, get some help. And then if more of us held the frequency of potential rather than pity, we would just amaze ourselves as humans. And that's what I'm going to encourage in you, which is your own potential. So thank you for joining me for this episode. Remember to subscribe, to leave a message, to review, um, and contact me if you have any questions or if you have any suggestions for future episodes. I really would encourage the participation and love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode. VickiBear.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut It's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence